back to Two Kims. One pod. This is your host, Peter Kim. And Unji Kim. And this is the only podcast left in the apocalypse. Welcome back <laughs> to our show. Unji, you're, you're, you're looking so refreshed, it looks like. I was just Did you get my a hair. treatment? No, I just I pulled back my hair because oh, I'm so really? dirty. Yeah, I'm really dirty. Your face looks clean as hell. Wait, yeah, are we no. using the same coffee tumbler? No. Ah! Well, no. we're not. Oh. Yeah, mine's like petite. Look. It looks similar. Oh, wow. Half the size of your face. That's cute. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's Mine's small. bigger than my face, which is yeah. a, a problem. <laughs> How? Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, we're two queer comedians. We're Korean American, and we're here to talk some shit. But before we talk shit, we got to get into our first segment. It's time to get into our highlights and lowlights of the week in a very special, sexy segment called Rock Hard Tops and Soft Flaccid Bottoms. Mm. I'm going to start with my bottom this week. My bottom. um, Okay, so last week I talked about how I went viral on a video and the responses from that, right? Yeah. So after that video, I posted a couple of more videos. Actually, mm-hmm. one of our podcast videos ended up doing really well. Okay. Um, when it was a bitch, let's get into it, or bitch get into it, and I, it's when I was talking about psyllium husks. And yeah. apparently, a lot of other men out there, yeah. not just men, but mostly men out there, um, needed this solution. And I guess in the video, we don't exactly say what the product name is. Okay. So uh, or the clip of it. So people listen have been like podcast. pounding. Yeah. yeah. Go f- listen to the full app. Some people are so lazy. But anyway, so they, they, a lot of the comments are, drop the link. I'm getting it right now. What's the product? So I was like, okay, we pushed a little bit of sales on Sat Izabgul. Okay. Which is the name of the Silly Bus <laughs> product. <laughs> Can, so we like, oh Can we be monetized? Can we monetize? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Am I a fiber influencer? Ah! Oh, shit. Never in I mean, my we life. Are definitely, we're doing stuff for the gastrointestinal community. The gut health community thanks us. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I was, I, there was like, um, I was like, I have a Google alert for my name and one of the press stuff about the performance at the Chosen Festival Uh was, it must have been AI. I don't know who wrote this article. If it wasn't Uh AI, thank you so much to the journalist. But Uh they mentioned the fact that I have IBS more times than they say my name. <laughs> well, that is the headline for any Jewish American festival. Yeah, That's good. IBS. <laughs> IBS. <laughs> and complaining so about it. We're doing yeah. a lot for the <laughs> upset tummy community. So, yes. okay, so the this So anyway, so I, we, a couple of other things went viral. So and when I say viral, like tens of thousands of views, which is for me not viral. I, unless you hit a million, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I haven't really gone viral yet. But a lot of these videos are doing well. And so I'm trying to um, like go into the comments and respond, right? Where yes. people go, like, what product is that? I try to pr- put the product down. And even if someone is like, ka ka ka, laughing emoji, I try to write back. You know, thank you for stopping by. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'm like, should we make more? Like, open it up as a question. You know, these are all like tactics. You got to engage to get that algorithm, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I'm really hoping the algo like helps, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm helping the algo. 
so I'm sitting there like who? commenting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Who adapted who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, am I the stray or? Yeah. So I, I started um, commenting back and forth, mm-hmm. liking back and forth emojis, little like witty commentary. Right. Yeah. Um, just just quips. And I'm going through all the comments, like hundreds mm-hmm. of comments. What I didn't realize was that after I like commented, there's like a little gray bar at the top that says like comment added. Right. Like yeah. it t- that's TikTok's way of saying like success. You we've added your comment. Right. What I, I would. But I was commenting so fast that I didn't see what the gray bar was saying and the gray, and then finally looked up at like the hundredth response and the gray bar was saying, hey, you're commenting too fast. Why don't you take a break? So TikTok... <laughs> I did not know that TikTok did that. That's crazy. That, that is how thirsty I was being on my own videos where TikTok, the platform, motherland China had to be like, girl... Give it a rest. Go outside. Go outside. Go outside. Read take a, a book. Yeah, read a book. Breathe some air. <sighs> Drink Peter. water, hun. Like TikTok told me, back off, bitch. Like the t- <laughs> the platform who like wants you to engage was like maybe not you for a second. <laughs> Wait, can I just say? <laughs> also, Peter, you move at a clip. So fast. So fast. I do, I do. Like it's not just it's it's not it, it's 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 actually um kind. It's a act of kindness from TikTok that it was from just TikTok. like let's just take a beat. Let's just take a beat. Because okay, for those of you who don't realize, Peter listens even listens to podcasts as a, at 1.5, like at the rate that he's <laughs> And the thing is and Peter did this like it's like he he's told me this before and then in the on the tour, listening to the podcast uh-huh. at once, he's listening to podcasts where the people speak quickly, and he's also <laughs> listening. <laughs> I can barely understand the podcast, and you're like, and you understand it. It's all happening for you at a clip that it must at that speed, yeah. And I understand why, like, you must feel the need to slow down because otherwise, the world must feel so frustrating. It must be constantly like, <laughs> hello. Kaja, hello. What's the hold up? Are, are we here yet? Are we here? What's going on? Is everyone pres- is everyone present and like accounted if, for? If shit is operating at like if you like use that as we extend that um, analogy out, like if you are experiencing reality at one point five, uh-huh. <laughs> like truly, that's why I'm always so frustrated. Yes, it yeah. must be very frustrating. Like it was such a. Um, like peek into your mindset and then My even with this t- brain no i mean just like how if you're experiencing reality that way how frustrating uh-huh. it must be for you like there are so yeah. many times when like uh, our objective realities cannot be shared because like you how you experience reality and how you take yeah. it into your brain is always going to be very specific so just that sort of insight into it was very illuminating one two the fact that tiktok also understands this was like and then this, this means that this you're not the only one that if no, they had no, to no, no. generate this automated message you're not the only one of course not there are there are other freaks out there of course that are like but, immediately trying to engage and bobble like because yeah you also like fall i'm truly into a, when i get a comment i'm like literally no. on top of it like boom boom 
and and TikTok's like, let us code this as a comment first. Like, give us a second. <laughs> but it's like, it is, I mean, I follow, my, like, I've never I've, experienced that. I've what, never. What, the comment? Like, chill out, girl? Because I, I, I also am so much more... I think I'm much more deliberate because I always like read the comment and like I'm immediately. You don't liking. comment on everything. I do. I used to, especially oh, oh. Um, when like a f- the first couple of videos that went like whatever over uh, fifty thousand, sixty thousand, you know, whatever. Yeah. And now, because there's so much of them out there, I like I don't even. Ch- it's like it's too overwhelming, yeah. and I have a different you can't relationship. Do it. And I also yeah. have a different relationship with it now. Like I can't engage with it in the same way because then otherwise you put your own life on pause. Like you kind of That's are. That's what I was doing. Yeah. That's like what I was doing. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't breathing. I wasn't eating yeah. or sleeping. My hair stopped growing. TikTok was like, <laughs> girl, your vitals. <laughs> We're scared. Your hair stopped growing. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly like it, it you every single person that engages and is a content creator like you do reach i don't know if like people talk about it enough but they're and i guess it's not um relatable because it would only be other <laughs> creators that would understand this but just uh-huh. in general even when you as a a non uh creative per, a non-creator or what have you post something that goes really well like your mm-hmm. endorphin and dopamine hit it feels disorienting and so if, yeah and because the thing is the reality is that your life has fundamentally not changed now yeah. you're nothing just, has happened nothing has happened and that's the thing is like that's the relationship you get there with like it's like oh this is um just one other thing it is mm-hmm. and it's not even the most important no, and if, it's it, like it, sneezing. It feeds, it feed, it feeds you so little and demands so, and so, much. so much, especially mentally, physically. Yes. Absolutely. So, like so that, that's why. That definitely was a bottom for me to realize how, and and the fact that like I, I have a, we started a series called Thirsty Gaze, and yes. it was on that video that um, TikTok was because. My whole thing was, oh, how brilliant. We're calling ourselves the thirsty gays. So literally anytime we do anything, we could just be like, we're thirsty. You know what I mean? Like if we comment or if we're like, wink, hi, daddy, or like, ooh, you know, like because we're gay, we're freaks. So we're looking at every man who comments and looking through their pictures. You know, The bit is good. The bit can be consistent. The bit could go into the few ad nauseum. This is ad nauseum. nauseum. It's got legs. It's got legs. So the fact that TikTok saw me um, commenting and interacting and engaging, which it wants me to do, on a video series called Thirsty Gays and literally told me, girl, too thirsty. You're parched. <laughs> Go drink some real water. <laughs> so that was a huge bottom for me. Um, my top this week, I, um, I had a weird... I, I, I don't know if you've ever had this, but I went through a driving trance. Yes. You've had that? Oh, when you yes. lose absolute time and yes. space? Okay. You miss exits. Yes. yes. Like, okay. So I um, I lost my wallet. I thought I lost my wallet. So I went back to this place um, uh-huh. and I was like, Eric, go order food. The We found the ping pong gym, a table tennis gym near us, um, which I love. And uh, yes, you know me and racket sports. I'm into it. 
So we found, we so we found, found a ping pong chair. I know. <laughs> like we're 80 year olds. <laughs> no, but sometimes like sometimes I will say like, you know, the longer you live out there, Peter, and uh-huh. the, the more enmeshed you become in like L.A. nonsense, I will say <laughs> like. I, I listen. I support. Uh-huh. I love. Um, no, there's nothing that my my sister does that I cannot support and find uh-huh. um, grace inside of myself for. Um, but sometimes it really is. I'm just like, it's not that you fa- you uh, are going to a ping pong ping pong gym. It's more like so we finally found a ping pong gym like that. You- <laughs> <laughs> that we were on a search for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen in L. A. Especially for someone who doesn't drink anymore, like there's not a right. lot to do. Mm-hmm. There's so I'm always trying to like look for things to do that don't involve sitting around talking over alcohol. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So like, yeah. I, I, anyway, so we found a ping pong gym, and <laughs> my partner and I really love ping pong, okay, or, or table tennis, and um, so we go there, and it was ten uh, minutes do away from. Do people not call this. it ping pong anymore? Is it like in the vernacular as tabletop? Tennis, table tennis. Now? I'm not. It's this place was called table, California Table Tennis. Okay. And when I went up there, and I was like, "Oh my god, okay, can how much for like an hour of ping pong?" He's like, "An hour of table tennis." Like they corrected me. So is it ping like, pong is might it, be is ping racist? pong racist? Is ping is ping Ma- pong the Indian style of crisscross applesauce? You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Why? Because they oh, don't like Indian it's, style. It's, they don't sitting? say Indian style. It's all crisscross. Oh, applesauce. you can't do Indian style. Yes, you, yes, no yes, one's yes, doing yes. shit Indian style. I think. Yeah, I don't think you can say ping pong anymore, unless you are like unless you are in mainland China. Yeah. Like I don't think you could say ping pong. Um, I, I don't even think it's a Chinese word. Is it? No, Somebody no, no. do the research for us. Yeah, you know, ping pong is not. No, no, no! It's ping pong ding dong. No, 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 no! Ping pong, ching, ping, no, pong no. Ding dong. <laughs> ping pong ding dong. What? It's like it's like ping pong ching chong. Like you know whatever. It must have been oh, something yes, like yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you think that's what it was? It was like it's always t- table tennis and racists were like, oh y'all here playing ping pong. It's like it's like it's like how Peking was actually Beijing. It's like they it must have been uh, sounded like something they they like romanized it. it. They, yeah, okay. the, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it. we're we're at this ping pong gym and <laughs> <laughs> it was 10 minutes away from this Taiwanese restaurant so we uh, we get there and I, I was like where's my wallet and so I was like alright Eric um, order food mm-hmm. I'll go back it's 10 minutes away I'll just go look for it and then I'll come back right okay. so I go I look for it it's not there I'm really worried and I'm like fuck you know like more more so worried about like redoing cards and stuff. I yeah. hate that stuff. And like, you know, it's so much out all the auto pay. Yes, and, all oh, of it is so so auto- much stuff. It's an errand. It's so many errands. Yes. Yeah. It takes yeah. a whole day to do stuff. Yeah. So I um and then I, I had a moment where I was like I called Eric and I was like, Can you check your fanny pack? I might have put it in there. And he goes, Oh yeah, it's in here and I go, Oh my God. Okay, great. <sighs> So I'm like, I'm, I'm coming back and I get in the car and I start driving, right? And I put on my um, first wave K-pop playlist, which, okay. yeah, it was it was like the time for it, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. It was, it was Friday night. It was coming feeling back good. from the ping pong gym. Ping pong yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. Lula is playing, yes. you know? Um, so it was cool. So like, I was just like really like feeling myself, and it's a 10 minute straight shot from the gym to the Taiwanese restaurant. For some reason, I start having these like 
moments like I felt really happy. Oh wow. And like just grateful, you know? And I started like talking to my dad. I think I told you in the podcast that I've had this like kind of spiritual healing thing with my dad and now like I've had for those of you who are new, I've had a really bad relationship with my father and then he passed away and posthumously I've started to really um really like fix that within myself and like rewire how I talk to him, how I, you know, <clears throat> how I address him and like whatever. So like nowadays when I have like, there's like a good, uh, a good thing happening to me or like, you know, like I book something or like I find uh, a parking spot last minute, I'll be like, thank you, Appa. You know, like I'll thank my dad. And um, so I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I start like really start thinking about how this moment in time is not my own meaning we all walk around thinking like it's my life my experience my memories my brain right and as i was driving back i started having this realization that like it's not mine it's my dad's it's my dad's dad's yes it's my ancestors your place in the cycle of history yes yes that this my moment in time of being so happy coming back from ping pong gym to going to like a restaurant (laughs) and having just like a fun friday night (laughs) Mm -hmm. is not happenstance it didn't just randomly occur Mm -hmm. that i happened to be here in this moment with all my privileges like it was my dad's sacrifice. It was his dad's sacrifice. It was his dad's, his mom's, blah, blah, blah. It goes for generations and generations back. It's all in the service to my moment now. Or that like moment. my, or that moment, or my cousins, or whatever. Yes. My, our generation, the, the latest generation of Kim's, mm-hmm. like that was all sacrificed, maybe not purposefully, but cosmically mm-hmm. you know so i start having this like moment of like i'm so small like this isn't just my life it's it's a whole line of lives that have that has brought me to this moment where i could just have a chill life mm-hmm. and like possibly achieve greatness you know what i mean like it just really felt so not humiliating what's the word like smalling like making you feel small you know oh, humbling. tiny humbling, humbling. Yeah. yeah but humbling. in a good way yes in a good way yeah where i was like oh shit and i was in this but i kept like looking at my google map or my apple maps mm-hmm. right apple play and i was just go and I, I saw that it started like taking me through these ways that i shouldn't be going but for some reason i couldn't just break out of this trance. So I just kept going. And I guess like the thing was like relocating me or like rerouting me, rerouting me. And at one point I was like by the water. I was like, what the fuck? And I get to the restaurant. Eric is so pissed. He's like, what happened? I called you. I texted you. I was so worried. Like what happened? I was like, oh, sorry. I, I, I was just on my way back. And I guess I got lost in thought. And he was like, for 25 minutes? And I was like, what? Wow. And I looked at the clock and he had texted me 25 minutes ago. So I was like in, I had no idea that time went. You know what I mean? Like my experience of that time was like 
brief. I just thought it was. I thought I just came right back. So I you, know, and I was having these like, like meditative, like nervanic experience, trip, like tripping. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I lo- I lost all sense of time where I was, but I was driving. It was like it's dangerous because like that shouldn't be happening while you're driving. <laughs> well, I mean that's probably the reason why you were able to do that because you were driving because there's such a de- oh. removal of like because there are things like that when you're driving and when you're taking a shower, wa- washing dishes, where like your body is moving um, by memory, your mind yes. is able to engage and like disconnect because you're not concerned yeah. like. Uh, um, uh, bringing effort towards like what your body is doing so you're able to mm. i mean that's the meditative like what you're describing peter is literally um what when you're in boot in buddhist thought like you're trying to reach that level of egolessness where you realize right. how small you are on the wheel of time yes. and um that like how insignificant and yet important you are it is both small and big you are yeah. both a part and yet all of it the whole, you are yeah. and so that is such a like i got tingles like as you were talking about it that's really something uh kind of a, an advanced level of meditative thought like um yeah. concentration that you achieved because also that's kind of what everyone is looking for to feel a part of something to feel meaning in that way mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, that's because all well, of this let stuff me tell about, you, yeah, let me tell you then that you said that is, uh, again, I didn't mean to go into this like trance like state. It just yeah. happened. But afterwards, what really became clear to me is that when you talk about meaning, you know, I've been I've talked on this podcast before about how I'm actively trying to experience joy. Yes. And goodness in my life Mm -hmm. because I tend to like hedge my emotions, like not not too excited, not too bummed. Like I'm kind of in the middle. How can you experience any of that when you're going at (laughs) (laughs) 1.5? You're breathing right past joy. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with any sort of trauma. You're a bing, like you're already moved on. It's all of it. I'm moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it makes sense that it's it's a trauma response. Yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah, it's been yeah. difficult for me. And, um, you know, it, it is a lot about like slowing down and being present as well. And what I what I came out with with from this trance, um, this driving trance was that like I sh- I ought to be it ought to be my mission to experience joy. It ought to be my mission to experience unbridled shameless love it should be my mission to be um you know lifted up and praised and you know uh, um thought of as you know i don't know heralded as someone who's like smart or great or whatever like all these things that i discount for myself and i say like no not me oh no it shouldn't be me i, I don't want to stand out you know that kind of instinct mm-hmm. like that probably my family like put on me but i realized that like me experiencing joy is not just for me it's for everyone who led up to me you owe it to them i owe it to them to live loud to to be happy to feel the sadness when i get broken up with or like feel the misery of you know like basically living life at its fullest, at its 12, because everyone before me couldn't. 
like they just couldn't do it either sociologically, politically, you know, uh, culturally. Like they were, they couldn't live their fullest existence. But I can. At least I'm able to the most of my lineage sure. thus far, you know. So being the gay entertainment freak that I am. So like, you know, uh, and now it's becoming less about like, well, I should experience joy. It's like, no, I should experience joy for them. Yes. You know, like it's a bigger calling. I should feel good about myself or pride in my work for them, you know, because they didn't get to. Mm-hmm. And if I squander this and I die and I become a spirit and whatever and I go back to the common source or whatever and I led my life small, I feel like they're all going to look at me like, what the fuck did you do? Why did you waste your time? Like we wasted our time for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I've started to like I that, that that was what I like gleaned from that experience of like, oh, I was just like I was having trouble experiencing all this good stuff in my life because I felt like not worthy of it or i'm not i i'm not deserving of it or whatever all these things about like self-worth but i'm now realizing that that should be filtered through this kind of like ancestral um lineage as opposed to like me myself and i individual peter kim because not true joy cannot else. occur i mean that's the problem with so much of this like self-wellness self-help self-love that because joy and this type of like high level f- like meaning can only mm-hmm. occur when you are part of a whole. And like right. that's when and this is going to come off weird, but I think that a shortcut to this feeling of being a part of this ancestral thing, imparting joy, feeling joy, because as you see now, like in that ancestral line, so much of being a part of something means to sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? And like, even when you talk about it, like we've both sacrificed things, we had to, because we cannot truly be that our, for all of the freedom that we have, we also did not have the, the greatest free, freedom. But mm-hmm. the shortcut I found is uh, having children because I see yeah. in them all the mm-hmm. ways that I am not free. I, have, right. I see in them all the ways that I am able to impart to them the sort of things that my parents gave. And like I can see literally mm. the, with each successive generation, what traumas remain. Yeah. And what was able to be filtered out. Like interesting, it is really crazy because my son yeah. still obsesses about money. He's constantly asking me how much things cost. He's worried yeah. about it. He's like, like I, I'm like, this boy has lived in a house with stairs his entire life. Like, never lived in an apartment. Never had to think about rent in this way, and he still worries about something being over $40. If something is over $20, it's crazy. <laughs> it really is something. He's going to be rich. He's going to yeah. be rich. That- <laughs> but I mean, like, I, but it's like, he doesn't feel any of that. And yet, like, that sort of um, proximity to disaster yeah. is something that yeah. was passed on. Like, And proximity. I bet that's like some kind of osmosis that you and your husband oh, don't absolutely. even realize. But we don't talk, you're we don't even, saying... Yes. Absolutely. You, know, it has you don't to even be. like 
yeah, it's like moments that he's picking up between you two or like you making a face when he says how much something is or whatever, you know, like yes. it's being picked up with non-verbally. But it's and think about how much less we did it. We do it. My husband and I do it versus how much I, what I our just, parents did. Our parents yeah. did like it was a part of every conversation. There was so every, yeah. many fights about it. I just re- remember mm. the rent. I mean, like just. That try, I mean, and so that to be imparted. It's just it, this is a, it's a shortcut because you see such a physical manifestation of it. I bet. I was thinking about that. I was yes. like, should I have kids for this exact reason? But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it really is. <laughs> I'm not sure. The only reason. <laughs> it is literally the only reason. Um, it, and possibly yes. secure a future for you where like your kids are taking care of you. It's not the kids to take because there's no way I am going to be taken care of by um, a person in a facility of which quality will depend on what, how good my son or my uh, 401k does. OK, like yeah. it's not, nothing. The You're reality nursing homebound. Absolutely. There's no. Re- yeah. I mean, even in Korea, people don't fucking live with their parents anymore. So. Yeah. Absolutely not. Not that someone will take care of me, but it is that that you sacrifice and you are a part of that line and that you continue it. That that yeah. is part of the responsibility. It feels weird, yeah. but like the the joy part of it is that it's it, it's not the end all be all, but it is definitely a shortcut because I don't a know if I would I be bet. able to get there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Find yourself a ping pong gym nearby. Maybe it'll help. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that like the driving trans shit is real because I um, was driving someone home once and they revealed to me (laughs) that they were. uh, This is not someone I knew particularly well. I was just driving them home and I'm Mm. leaving a lot of details gray because I do not want them. I don't want to put anyone on blast, but like uh-huh. I, I do not really, I didn't really know them. They were not even an acquaintance. It was like a professional situation where I was giving them a ride, and uh-huh. there were we we're talking. This about, is how we became friends, by the way, you and me. Yes, yes, I, driving remember around. Remember, I gave yes, you a ride back yes. after the audition, and we yes. weren't really friends. No. <laughs> okay, so that's <laughs> not kinda, what happened with. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of like that, but I was driving her home and we were talking about having children and she was like well um i really um, she was kind of complaining about being stuck in this situation and so breastfeeding and i was like nodding and an understanding and then she revealed to me that uh, her child was four and i said <gasps> ew <laughs> like i'm dr- four? I, i'm driving and i look and i went ew, ew. and it was like <laughs> Because I was driving. I was in that like sort of like flow state. And I'm just talking to a person. I went, ew. And then because I don't really know them, it felt I had to backtrack. It was just like driving can be like that sort of flow state thing when you can't look at your phone. It is really important. We need to find more space for that. For me, it was a mistake. But I'm just saying like. Don't have other people in your car. Yeah, you'll be saying shit you don't want to hear. You don't want to ever be caught saying. <laughs> but it but is that important. is ill, though. Like, sure, maybe not the nicest thing to say to someone, but what? Ugh. He's four. He has teeth. What are you doing? It's and like it's not like making anybody happy. So it's like. You know, uh, he, he's got to go. He, he's got to go somewhere. What's happening? That's so crazy. Four years old. No, that kid's going to be a serial killer. 
I mean, he's gonna go out, yeah, and kill multiple people. And so, yuck. yeah. Um, my top and my bottom. I'll start with my bottom as well. I this week it has it has been a weird like kind of fuzzy week, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a fuzzy sort of like. I didn't have any shows. This, I think this is a huge part of it. I didn't have any shows this week, and I was crazy about it. I really was That's very, rough. yeah. I was very anxious. Oh. I felt crazy. I mean, ultimately, I it was better for me in my life because I like cleaned stuff up. I put things away. Like finally, mm. I was taking care of my home and like my, my space. Um, but because I didn't have anything to occupy my mental space and expand sort of like some creative energy i did purchase a lot of stuff around my like i i really went deep into freaking out about my fleeting beauty and in a way that was <laughs> extremely unhealthy like i was looking up a lot of cos- cosmetic procedures i was i, okay. I bought i bought an electrode what kind thing. tell us what do you what do you think um there's what like was a like so there's um, a thing uh, where it's like a very small incision, very small level of like a facelift that's just like right here. And it's like, a, it's just a tiny little tuck. And that's, I looked that up. I looked up various <laughs> fillers that I could do. I looked up LED masks. I looked up electro things like thing, uh-huh. thing. Um, I looked up every single type of like cutting edge. I'm talking about this shit is only available to um, women in on the Upper West Side. Uh, like, yeah. spe- like these are experimental, experimental. Sure. Yeah. Uh, lip lift, nose situations, um, supplements. Like I really. You went down a hole. I went down a hole in a way yeah. that was not only unhealthy, but uh, like it's expensive. expensive, but also there's like plenty. I didn't I didn't buy that much stuff. I just bought this one thing and uh, that was like the electrodes stuff. <laughs> Um, it's all, it shocks your face. You have to you have to do it on camera for us. It, it shocks for your face. Patreon, for yeah. a Patreon. Yeah. It shocks your, it shocks just, your we face. We just need to see that. It shocks your face into staying young. Because it's like, I'll fucking electrocute you. And the other kid's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Please your face stop. muscles are like, stop. <laughs> we give up. I feel like truly You're went, just stressing your face out Is I that what that is I truly did And the thing What's even crazier Is that like I'm freaking out about this And the number one thing I could do To help my skin And stay young Is drink water And I did none of you that You won't do that I absolutely no. will not I will not I took a shot of water yesterday And I was like Ugh. Didn't like, like Did not like it Wow Look how, have you, look how, uh, white, look how you, white my tongue is Yeah You look thirsty <laughs> um is that are you <laughs> are you on water talk mm-hmm. it's okay, like uh, so it's them like bitches sort of- are them bitches have trouble drinking water too yeah and they're like creating um lemonade. flavor whatever <laughs> yeah it's basically lemonade. but they're going crazy they're like birthday cake water Ugh, and so there's gross. like yeah like key lime pie water or whatever they're like flavoring their water so that mm-hmm. they don't drink water so is that something interesting to you that like to drink water with like crystal light in it or something or like no okay i want diet coke i want diet coke i want coffee and i will do yeah. lacroix but i only like the first three sips of a lacroix so yeah. like it's literally I'll do you crack it do open. you ever um realize when you drink lacroix like it makes you thirstier yes it like dries out your mouth more. that's why i like it yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not, it's not good. good at all. 
So I was freaking out about it. That was definitely a bottom. Like I kind of needed to. I took it back a step where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to step away. What Uh, part of your skin are you trying to work on? Like for the audience, like give them like what you're trying to fix. I'm not trying to fix anything. I literally it's like it's the same sort of. It's like maintenance work. It's not. Yeah. But it's also I've found, especially among millennial women that had eating disorders when they were teens and like got into recovery, they transferred their addiction to skin. Like that OCD obsessive thinking around self and improvement and like control control and self-loathing kind of being tied together. Um, It's very in skin talk. Like it's like, oh, how many things can I do? Because it's what am I trying to fix? Like, I don't know. Overall. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not like, oh, I'm getting wrinkles here and I get rid of it or like my chin is sagging or whatever. Like you're just like, well. Whatever, something could be done. Yes, I mean, and there's, oh, wow. and, and okay. it's just like you know, I have slackness. I mean, I'm just getting fucking older, and I just, I uh, looked really tired one day because I've been up. I just look really tired, and I like. You also don't sleep or drink water, so that is an issue. Yeah. So I mean, all of that's what I mean, and so my <laughs> fix is to like fixate on it and do nothing. Yeah. So it's just that sort oh, okay. of. That's my bottom freaking out about it. And then I did buy a $200 uh, electrocuting face face thing object. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> you need to do a live. I need to watch you do this. <laughs> it was, it is truly, that's what I mean by a bottom. Like when I, I engaged in that sort of like problematic behavior, mm-hmm. like it was like you with the TikTok thing where it's like, you're compulsively like, this is the, mm-hmm. this is, it feels good and bad. This is doing something. This it's is doing, doing so- something. This is doing something. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like pushing you're it right. in that way. Like it's the same. You just thing. don't have like a platform telling you, "Girl, back off." <laughs> no, uh, anything in our society telling a woman to be less attractive or care less about it? No, it doesn't exist. No, no. I, to I spend don't. less money yes. on the beauty industry? No, that's not happening. <laughs> Absolutely not. So that's my bottom. Okay. I will say my top was, um, I. So I one I don't uh, I had a birthday dinner with um, a friend um, with friends on Saturday. Jack had us over, had a beautiful mm. meal. It was really uh, fun. Um, I took an edible, had a body buzz. It felt crazy. Wow. I almost puked. Wow. I was I felt so good. I almost pu- puked. And wow. then I I like it was it was fun. And um, but and yeah, I almost puked and like and then I had like crazy heartburn. Like it was also a bottom because I ate too much. But like the walk there was one of the best walks. Like it, not only uh, was I looking forward to the evening, I was like kind of dressed up. It was like a nice kind of uh, like late like summer, a late summer night. Na- oh, yeah. I Where love like Chicago that. is out. Like there's it's like a like, nice little breeze. It's crisp, yeah. but it's seventy five. You know, yes. it's beautiful. Oh my god, I love that. And I was you walking. You never th- get that in LA. It's Fuck. beautiful. It's like when it's like when summer and fall kiss. Yeah, uh-huh. and they're just like yeah. they're not angry at each other. They're like flirting. Like it's so cute. Yeah. And yeah, it's the puppy love stage of the season. Absolutely, seasonal. absolutely. Yeah. Like you could wear anything from a long sleeve 
shirt to like a sundress and everything works. Yes, it, it just, everything it's, works. Everything is welcome. It is the most yeah. open that the weather can be. So I'm it's right up. before October or like yes. Halloween season where it gets like rainy and fucking stupid and, and cold. And it's like the crisp yeah. in the air is a little like sharper. It's a cerebic. Yeah. It's sarcastic. It's back to school, honey. It's back, it's to, back school. to school. And yes. the midterms are coming up. Yes. yes. I love that. I love midterm weather <laughs> because you've been in school for a few weeks now. You've kind of figured it out. You've been to some classes yes. and you did some parties. You threw up at a frat house and now the midterms are coming up and you're like, oh, should I w- layer? Oh, it's like it's you leaving your dorm accent. going, yes, yes. <laughs> it's infinity scarf. Time. Yes. Ah! Okay. So speaking of, so I'm walking uh-huh. down, I'm walking down the street and like Chicago is out. People are living. I can yes. see everything and that this walk was my top it was like i saw first dates i saw three months in like just like people really living their lives saw very few the only by the way the only people i saw on their phones were parents with children so like that was cool like you know what i mean like just see life was on display yes yes it's it's so exciting because it's especially uh Post pandemic, I just feel like we are oftentimes a lot more unless you're at like an event or concert, which are so aggressively like life on display and humanity. This was Mm -hmm. just like people are out. People were like having fun. And so this is the best part of the walk. I'm loving it. The people watching is just beautiful. I can I'm walking up and um, there's a sushi restaurant about a block away with like a big outdoor area. And Peter, Uh let me just tell you this. I've been seeing life out loud. People are wearing all this stuff. I could see this woman's infinity scarf from a block away. No. It was that big. It was <gasps> that big. I'm wearing a full dress. I'm wearing like a yeah. off the shoulder. Like this woman, full scarf. So full scarf. big. So big. I could see it a block away. Wow. So as I'm walking up, I see her going I'm like this. I'm jealous of that scarf. I, and I see her going like this from far uh-huh. away. Far wiping away. I can away see tears. her wiping away tears. I can see her because she's going like this. Uh-huh. And as I get closer, I can hear her sobbing. Oh, no. <laughs> is she on the phone or is she crying on her own? So she's totally alone. She's sitting alone at the sushi restaurant. But again, surrounded by happy people. People really uh-huh. having a great time. She's full infinity scarf, jacket, messy, pa- messy pony, messy pony. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Looking at her phone, weeping like this, sobbing in public, okay, alone at a sushi restaurant. And I'm like, this is, I got to see what's happening. So as I pass by, she's reading her own test, text. And the texts are reading like. Reading her own text? <laughs> uh-huh. Because the text block of tests <gasps> is like this big. This, so she must oh have no. sent it, left unread, and she's just scrolling through, re- rereading what she had written. <gasps> weeping. Oh no! Weeping. What do you think it was? I have, I, was it like, was it a long text block? Like she was huge, sending like a final huge, m- thing huge. to like her boyfriend or something? Multi paragraph. And this is why I love you and I will always love you. But you know we can never be together for this reason. That kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't just one chunk. Like you know how when yeah. sometimes when you get a text that's so big, it fills up the entire. It was mm-hmm. one of those, and I could see that there was another right above it that was hers as well. Wow. Wow. Back to back. So she's reading her own text, crying in this way. Okay, so one, she's a writer. Two, <laughs> I was like, 
it's just uh, the, just like this the spectrum of life and it's just like this is also bus crying season you know what i mean like in mm. chicago the girls come out and they start to weep on buses when it's fall in a way that's just really Mm. I love it. So I that I got to see that and I got to see the happiest version and then I ran into like someone on the street. Like it was like a movie. Like, mm. you know, yeah. just all of it. Like the I was um uh, I'm a regular at the liquor store that I went to. He said good like, you know, I had a little banter with him on the walk and this yeah. and I saw this bitch and then right after that ran into a comic friend. <laughs> I had great repartee uh repartee like I um was char- you know what I mean? Like one of those things where like you're the correct amount of charming for the situation and then you get to leave right afterwards and not fuck it up. It really yeah, was something. I, I usually over charm. Same, but same. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm trying too hard. And like yeah, everyone exactly. feels like, oh, wow, she was really trying. I was just like, you turn it I was, off. I was easy breezy. I was just like, oh, and like this thing. And she was like, ah, you know? Yeah. It, it sounds was- like you were in a good mood. <laughs> that was your top. <laughs> Unji's top of the week was she was in a good mood once. <laughs> For about 20 minutes on this walk. <laughs> and it was because you were walking to your own birthday party. <laughs> wow, what a way to reach for that top. <laughs> thank you for sharing as always. It's, thank you for really digging deep down and unearthing your soul for us <laughs> I really did look for it I that was the time. it was a slow week we get it, it no was shows. A slow week. no shows. <laughs> you got my ass <laughs> all right let's, let's move on <laughs> no it sounds really nice I, I know right. what you're talking about like that perfect uh, fall yes okay wait a second Peter what? I got. I got. There's some. Some. There's someone at the door. There's someone at the door. <gasps> oh, you know who's there? Who? Drama, llama, ding dong. Ooh! All right, ding dong. Here we are. <laughs> you know, I always think like it really is apropos that we call it trauma llama ding dong because our our like old traumas find us like a um, an unwanted guest. That is ringing on your door. They're you Jehovah's know? Witnessing us constantly. Yes. They will honey. not stop. <laughs> Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my trauma this week is, um, this is like a formative moment, um, but it like it makes sense that this would be one of my tra- traumatic moments. I, in fifth grade, was obsessed with becoming like a beltway insider like i wanted to be like a political like i I wanted to be a politico i wanted to be a in fifth grade yes i wanted to be like a power broker in washington that was like my dream i was really into like because it was also like clinton era like this is when politics was sexy politics became entertainment you know bill clinton on arsenio hall like it was the moment it's at least with like this is when dnc got sexy and now it's become you know, uh, toothless. it's toothless. Yeah. It is. She, she's 80 and yeah. um, she her her vagina is dry, parched. And so <laughs> this is the era of that. And I was obsessed with it. And so I um, tried to impeach my class president, um, Sun M, and I impeached him. And Under what grounds? 
charges of sexism. And he... Oh. And I had like this whole situation where he had allowed boys to budge and he was engaging in cronyism with his friends. I'm telling you, the charges were serious. Wow. And, <laughs> okay. And um, you're pulling to- together a RICO charge. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the evidence I gathered, I had petitions. I like. Yeah. I had te- witness testimony. It was all of it. Wow. Okay. Yes. And and also, by the way, a teacher allowed this to happen. So whatever. And she I, was like, great. I, f- I forgot to plan today. So take over. <laughs> oh, this was a weeks long investigation oh. and trial. This was not a little. Okay. No, absolutely right. not. The witnesses were called. There was a deliberation. So you attacked another Korean politician. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And like most Korean politicians, he was corrupt. And yeah. I. <laughs> so, but, but the thing is, this is ultimately why I did this. He was president and I was um, secretary. No, I was treasurer. I was I had the position of treasurer, which was okay. a, like fucking the worst. So um, I. I like the idea was that I would bring him down and that on that sort of wave of popularity, then I would then become president, be voted president. And instead, during the course of the trial, clearly I came off as like a heinous bitch. And so nobody wanted to, you know, who got the president? Like, because Sun did get impeached. Impeached? Absolutely. Okay, so you did your work. But the actual goal was for me to become for like, you to usurp, rise from yes, treasurer, for, absolutely to usurp his power like in a Machiavellian like judo move, like well. Oh yeah, this was a highly calculated coup, absolutely. And instead, yeah. his defense attorney won. President won what? President? Yes, he. I was. Wait, stayed- was there no VP? It was just president treasurer. No, so it was because he was in beach. I guess the VP could have gone, but it was like every single person had to stay in their assigned role. And I oh. and he both ran for president. For president. In the runoff you election. Lost. In the runoff election. Absolutely. Yeah. And you said he stole the election. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were like, stop the steal. Stop the steal. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like one, truly one of the most embarrassing moments insofar as like I had orchestrated this huge thing, brought class and politics. So people re-voted? Yes. And you didn't get the votes? Absolutely Even though you led the charge. (laughs) They were like, okay, the evidence shows we have to impeach Sun Im, but the evidence also shows that Unji... She's a bitch. She's a bitch. And so I did not. People hated me. And like. And, and oh, no. So his the son's defense attorney is the one that took over. So the one that had been in direct opposition to me yeah. as a prosecutor. Right. He won. Right. He won. And he, and he and I never got along because clearly right. we had this acrimony. I mean, it was wild that I did this multiple times. I like I like when I think back to my childhood, there are so many times where I did shit like this, where I was like. Machiavellian or like really pushy in a way, and I was like kind of crazy that I would get I and I was bullied, and people didn't like me, and also rightfully so. I wonder so. why. I wonder why. <laughs> like, it's just crazy, hmm. and it's only just when go I'm around t- taking weeks long, um, <laughs> trials against trials against uh, a, a class president, <laughs> and 
and I'm sure because of all the evidence that you were bringing to quote the trial, you were in, you were involving everyone who doesn't want to be involved. You were you were fucking subpoenaing people who just wanted to be chill. And yeah, you shot yourself in the foot for being the busybody that you are. But how yeah. about the, it, and it really traumatized me insofar as like I really don't engage with I mean I, I think I just felt so I really am felt burned and I don't try to involve myself in a lot of business like it really did teach me a lesson about that sort of stuff like um yeah and like fundamentally what, wait, change. What, what did you learn can you can you just like yeah, I don't recap? I, I don't ever I've been approached multiple times of becoming like a per, like a room parent or like involved in like school board stuff uh, and I am okay. not interested because You're out of I, politics <laughs> because I know myself if I'm in that situation I will go crazy you You'll know go like I will yeah. nuts and I will try to like operate and it's just like that and then also how much people hated me like it's just like a and it's such an acute memory yeah. that i you have you're the like original marjorie taylor green yeah <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you she like she's psycho <laughs> but she kind of makes sense she does say i mean there's there's plenty of stuff that does that it's like there's you gotta take the good with the bad um yeah. Just saying. She's talking about a holistic approach to health. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're right. Um, wow. Um, my Chamalama Ding Dong, um, this is something that I actually haven't told anyone because it's something that I, not even you, like all this time that we've known each other, um, I think mostly because I shove it away and I, it's not like at the forefront of my, of my brain, but um, this is also a gay trauma classic um when i moved to san francisco in 2005 i was desperate to come out sure that's actually why i moved to san francisco absolutely i ha- you had and to yeah you had to because there was, was, Wait, full was of that Asians, a conversation full you had with yourself internally like i'm moving here in order to come out or did you not even have that conversation it was so subconscious and instinctual like a moth to a flame thing or did you have a yes co- yes okay I, it was it was that it wasn't like i have to come out i have to go to san francisco yeah. it was like the, a, the chance to live in san francisco was presented to me and i said i'll take it like yes. immediately you but know? you were having that conversation out loud in your mind. You were it was just no, a no. gut boing exactly. pull. Okay. Yes. And I wasn't I wasn't ready yet to have that out conversation sure. out loud. Yeah, yeah. Because I hadn't come out to me yet. Yes. You know? Yes. Um but all signs were pointing gay. And so the penis I was got pointing. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it was erect and it was pointing into my mouth. And I <laughs> <laughs> I I went to San Francisco and I lived in this area called Knob Hill when I first mm-hmm. moved there. And a lot of my, um, a handful of my Michigan friends moved out there. Like people that I was friends with, sure. but like ancillarily, you okay. know what I mean? Like we were kind of the same like KSA crew, like okay. Korean Studio Association yes. crew. That's so gay. Anyway. Um, and that's one actually of, more gay than having sex with men. That's really That's peak faggotry And (laughs) So There was this Theater Called Knob Hill Theater Down the street from me And it was An old theater That Mm -hmm. was um, In like The 60s or something That was transferred Into a Like XXX Gay Gay movie theater A porno theater So like a A porno porno theater. theater Okay 
<clears throat> where you can go in, you could sit there, you could jerk off, whatever, you could hook yes. up. There was like a, a cruising thing downstairs sure. where like like peep show style where mm-hmm. you put in a quarter and then it rises or whatever. Yes. Very old school, like think Times Square in New York City in the 80s. Yeah, right? and 70s and yeah. like, yeah, before Giuliani. Yeah. So this is, yeah, and, exactly. th- and this is what, 2000 and what in San Francisco? Uh, four or five. 2004 okay. or five. Wow. So yeah. in the in 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 the millennium, this is happening. Yes. In the new millennium. Yes. Okay. Exciting. Right after I graduated from college, yes. and I was like, I need to get away from these Koreans. Absolutely. So I went to San Francisco to be around gays, mm-hmm. and there's this theater called Nopil Theater, and I was like, okay, um, I've heard about this theater. It's like very in the gay. Um, like lexicon it sure. is a historical place right so how did you hear about it were you like looking it um, up or yeah like gay places or like gay bars or when you like google gay bar sure so you like, were doing that but you still hadn't come I, out I, I was doing that but i still had doubt i was like am i gay or am i like am i trying to like not be gay like what is it like do I have to expose myself like I was going through so many like things and the Knob Hill Theater it's a cruisy place so before Mm -hmm. you come out you might I don't know if cruising is still around because of Grindr but um, and Scruff but before Grindr and Scruff gays used to cruise which is like you would go to like Different public areas or like oh God, porno Peter, theaters. I didn't even think about that. Right, like that's such a huge part of gay culture that's kind of being huge. lost. Yeah, eviscerated from the apps. But I guess and I mean bathhouses and like still. I mean, there's still steam rooms. It and, still exists. Yeah, it still exists. Yeah. But I don't think Gen Z really um, fuck with that. God. I don't even think they're fucking. They're all sides. They all yeah, like to yeah. like cuddle and jerk each other off. So I'm like, whatever. But. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're all mashed potatoes so, Sides They're all mac and yeah. cheese like, <laughs> no, <but laughs> Fucking stuffing ass Yeah um, And they are stuffing ass Now I uh, Hello So I uh, So Nob Hill Theater Was one of these like vestiges And sure. when I moved to San Francisco At that time it, Craigslist was still popular yeah, Like yeah. Grindr was just becoming Apps were just becoming a thing Like mm-hmm. iPhone 3 hadn't come out yet that's how right. long ago this was, right? Yes. So yes. I was still using flip phone, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So oh, that I, exactly. So yeah. I went to the Knob Hill Theater mm-hmm. and I remember like I passed by so many times because it was it's like on my way down to the like train station. So I would always pass by and see like the performers that were dancing that day and blah, blah. I'm like, oh, God, I want to go one day. I want to yeah, yeah. go check it out. But I was so, always so afraid, right, of like. I don't know, like being caught in there or sure. something like it always, I always like harkened back to Paul Rubens. Yes. I was going to just say like the Pee-wee. Yes. Yes. And he was, he was jerking off at a porno theater. It's yes. like, that's where you jerk off. That's what, you, that's you what know? it's called. A porno theater. That's why. Hello. The, you're, like, you're just he's not at a watch? fucking AMC. You Thank know? you. Like, yeah. Oh, even though that would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but those couches, those like, sh- those, I mean, we could have done that for them, but yes, yeah. I remember that controversy and it, Yes. And it ruined his career, right? It It was like the first cancellation of my like history, right? So like that is that's on my mind, on my shoulders. So I I always like avoided it, right? Mm -hmm. But it was so close to my home that I I was so tempted to like go in there and look, right? So uh, one day I was like drunk and Mm -hmm. I had partied with my friends. Okay. And like my Asian friends and we went like partying, right? Drunk or whatever. And they go home and I'm like, fuck it. 
I'm so drunk, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna go to the Nap Hill Theater. So I go, pay like twenty dollars to get in. At and night. It's this like is at night. As, this is post party. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was like twelve thirty or one o'clock okay. in the morning. I'm like uh and I am also thinking like I'm this is already so late, so like no one's gonna be catching sure. me, right? So I go in and literally no one's there. There's like three people. And the porn is like old porn. So it's like not that great. Like no. I, I had all these expectations in my head of it being so sexy. Yeah. And it was more grody than anything else. Sure. Right? So I go downstairs and there's some people cruising or whatever. And I realize like, oh, this isn't what I thought this was going to be. So I go, okay, I think I'm just going to go. There was no one there to like jerk off with or like sure. hook up with or whatever. Yeah. So I was like. I'm just going to get out of here and I'm leaving and the guy's like leaving already and I'm like yeah yeah no I, I I need to go home and he was like oh okay well come back another time or something and I was like yeah yeah sure okay and thinking in my head I'm never coming back here yeah because it wasn't the gay fantasy that I thought it was sure and I had so much like trepidation and like anxiety coming in here anyway like what's the point you know so it didn't meet up with like, your fantasy and yeah. also you had all this anxiety about it. So like yeah. the fact that they were so far apart, you're like, I'm never going to, why would I What's ever expose myself this? to this again? Yeah. Right. And I go, okay, thank you, sir. And I leave the door and I come out and across the street, I see Sharon Cho and Larry Ko from Michigan. And they turn around, see me, and they walk across the street. And then I'm like, Oh, did they oh. see you? Did you guys make eye contact? I think. Now, I, my heart drops to my asshole. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. And I like walk yes. home and yeah. I'm going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, what the fuck? And then every time I, and you know, we hang out because I'm hanging out with my straight friends. Yeah. So like I see them almost like every week and they're like giving me like cold shoulder, not really like, I'm like, hi. They're like, hmm, Were you hi. close with them or were they like just circle friends? Circle, like I would never hang out with them one-on-one, but yes. we always hung out like uh, with the absolutely. same people. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, did they tell someone? Did they tell my closest friends? Are they going to hold this over my head? What the fuck? So like for the five years that I lived in San Francisco, I thought that they had caught me. And I just never brought it up. They never brought it up to me. I never brought it up to them. It was just, I, again, I was just carrying that around, that shame and that guilt of like being found out. But then I would, every year that went by, I'd be like, why aren't they saying anything to me? Why aren't they bringing it up? And et cetera. And now that we're like, whatever, 10, 15 years out of that. Yeah. I'm realizing that they probably didn't see me. No, they couldn't have. They probably didn't see me, but I assumed they saw me. Did that dictate your behavior? Did you ever go yes. back there? Yes. Never. Never. Are you because kidding of that? me? Because I avoided of that. that place. I would like go like specifically the long way around just in case someone else was around you know what I mean like to to catch me there <laughs> I know oh my God. it was so heartbreaking I was so scared because I wasn't ready I sure. wasn't ready to like talk about it but 
I had been found out and I thought they were talking about it and I thought all my friends knew so I started like distancing myself from my friends and right then I started doing comedy and I and that's when I came out when I started doing comedy yes so when I started doing comedy I stopped hanging out with them like all the Asians sure and because you know what why would I yeah. like they're not doing comedy so I and I got like f- I fell into the comedy world and then we just grew apart and I never talked to them again and then when I finally came out mm-hmm. Jim my friend Jason was like oh yeah uh, Larry and Sharon uh, found out you can't came out and I was like okay and you know they were like yeah they're very happy for you and I was like <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I didn't even tell them that. I didn't even tell them that. Like, my good friends, Jason, you know, like my Korean friends. So, like, this is the first time I've ever talked about this because I was carrying that load around for so long that I, it, it, it truly, Unji, like, I, it it really like sogged my like rotted my insides for so long. I mean, that's I was gonna say. Like, do you think some of that shame is also part of the reason why you stopped hanging out with them? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, because when not, I found comedy, like, yeah. I I wasn't glad. Like, oh, we don't have to hang out anymore. But I was like, oh, great. Now I don't ever have to deal with that awkwardness. Of coming out um, and being gay around, around Korean them. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I could just come out and be gay around like these comedy people because yes. it's there's easier. no attachment. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <sighs> Wait, so, I mean, also not yeah. to never go back there because I'm sure it was like, it would have been fun. It would have been like a cute little like thing. W- yeah. Who knows? It would have been, you know? Um, yeah. Oh my God, my heart breaks. I know to It was hard think, It was a hard time To just think that they saw you And they totally that had I, it They hadn't This And this I didn't is know Until like 10 years later This is the thing No one is thinking about you No one no is one. thinking about No one is no thinking, about, thinking you. about you No one cares It is both horrifying and freeing <laughs> Yes it is It is it's incredibly liberating. sad And incredibly freeing To know that Sort of <sighs> like Yeah No one is thinking about you so oh yeah, God. if you are carrying around stuff like that, just exercise it. Be yes. I, I wish I had the bravery to be like, "Hey Sharon, hey Larry, yeah. were you at uh, around Knob Hill last night?" It, yeah, we because they were coming out of a liquor store or something like that because they were going to some kind of after party, right? Uh-huh. So like I should have just been like, "Oh yeah, did I see you guys?" Yeah, yeah. And if they were like, "Oh, we didn't see you," it would have been it. Yes. But I was a coward uh-huh. and every time I saw them, I just like avoid them or not talk to them. And I'm sure they thought that I was being weird. So they started being weird with me and then, you know, more and more space grew. And also it didn't help that Cher and that girl who was with her boyfriend, she was the ex-girlfriend of my best friend, Steve. So oh. we didn't really have like a great relationship. It I was see. like, it was always kind of like at arm's length. So anyway, that's my trauma llama ding dong. If you have something similar you're carrying around, just say it out loud. Chances are they don't even know you're struggling with that. Nobody's thinking like the, about you. What a waste of time, guys. No. Like, really use my mistake as, uh, you know, a, as yours. And, and, and part of Peter's thing is you owe it to your ancestors. 
You do. You owe it to your ancestors. <laughs> this is not just your life. And that really, again, like you said, liberating and freeing. Yeah. To not know that my life is not just for me. It's, it's, it's like, it's a culmination of lives. It's a, it's a burden that gives you freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think we would usually carry around like, we got to succeed and mm-hmm. I got to make my family proud and blah, blah. But like. It, it's the other side of that. Like we deserve to be happy because they struggled so much. Yeah. And um, I wish I knew that a little bit when this novel thing happened because I would have acted differently. Absolutely. But you know, with age comes wisdom. Oh, you know what I was thinking? I was watching this TikTok that like it kind of articulates some of the thing I've been feeling a lot lately aside of, you know, the, the low point I had this week. But um, that there is in our 40s, we will not only, this is the only time in our lives that we will be this hot and this wise Isn't that crazy you think, we, what, you think we'll get less wise I just or think we'll the become combination less hot. of Oh less hot <laughs> Well that's for sure <laughs> Alright guys It's that time for our final segment when, In which we introduce Something we're absolutely obsessed with So sit back and Bitch Get into it Alright um, My thing today uh, Has to do with The Um content that i've been shooting lately oh and i um decided to it's not really a splurge it's under 200 dollars, but i bought a gimbal okay oh city cam okay yes it's called dji osmo mobile 6 mm-hmm. i'll show it on the video here it is um a very well made very structurally sound um, gimbal so steady uh camera mm-hmm. where you can do a lot of like you know uh, any type of like recording on your phone that you need to, mm-hmm. you can make movies, etc. If you want, obviously I'm making TikTok videos, <laughs> but it's good for that too. It has a extension, so it um, extends out into like a little mini tripod that cool. you can set up for your um, sets or whatever you're taping. And it's been re- it's a really uh, it's been a really good boon in our in my in our like content. Um, uh, creating because you're not getting all that shakiness of your 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 handheld, mm-hmm. and it just feels smooth and it feels more professional. Okay, and I think when the viewer watches it, they appreciate the like quality of the video. So, if you are a content creator or um, you just want a, a, a steadier picture, uh, you're a shaky ass bitch. Go find this uh, DJI. They're a really cool, cool brand. I also have their loft mics, which Unji and I yes. used on tour on those car vlogs, and it works really well. So go, bitch, get into it. Ooh. Okay. My bitch get into it this week is the everything shower. And it mm. is... So you were saying that, oh, like, oh, you look different. It's like because my hair is very greasy and I had to pull everything back. Uh, my hair is really gross. I'm unshowered. I've, I am very smelly. I And the thing is, I also just went to King, uh, uh, King Spa recently and did like the scrub. And I felt very, you know how they feel after that. There is a thing um, on TikTok, if you look for it, called the everything shower. That is like, it's basically almost makes you feel like you got scrubbed. Um, oh. So it is time consuming. One, I would say you have to allot for yourself to you have to give yourself at minimum two hours to do this shower. And it's not like you're in the water the what? entire. T- OK, listen to me. It is n- two hours of time that I would say I do once every 
seven to 10 days. So that's how often I shower like this. I'm gross. Okay. I'm doing a little Euro like kick, 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 uh, every once yeah. in a while. But I am going a full uh-huh. week without showering, without washing my hair. I am gross. But it's because I do this. The everything shower. I would say because of this, I am really like good and like clean and still relatively like non-smelling and I look great up until day four and five. The last back okay. half of that, I'm kind of like, I'm dirty. But it's two hours. Two hours of right. your time. That's a long time. It's a long time. So, but what I like about it is, it is a very meditative, self-care, sort of like non-phone time that you're giving yourself. So, the okay. everything shower means that you are scrubbing beforehand. So, like you do a AHA, like kind of chemical peel on your body. You like scrub on, it's not like a scrub, like a thing. You either dry brush or you do a chemical sort of um, exfoliation. Uh-huh. Then you get into the shower, you do like a whole uh, situation, you do a regular cleanse, uh, a glycolic cleanse, and then you oil your body, and then you come out, yes, I'm telling you, this is time consuming. So you're actually in the shower probably a half hour. And then the afterwards, it's a whole body regimen where you are mm-hmm. retinol, another glycolic, like peel thing, collagen, hyaluronic acid, all over your body, you're treating your On body- your ass? Those are all face stuff. Is Were it? you putting on your butt? Yep. Yep. Butt and, and your back and all butt, that? Back, neck, cooch. Armpits? Armpits, all of it. All You're of it. You're putting retinol on your armpits? Not my armpits. I put um, everywhere else, though. Okay. Why? And it's not like, it's not face grade retinol. I'm not putting like little droplets and putting it. I'm talking about Amazon. I bought it for $12 as a tub. And like that's okay. what I'm putting on. <laughs> on your body, though. Uh, yes. What Peter, does it do for your body? Like I'm, it's like I tightening have, or something. I have I have chicken yeah. skin. I have KP. I have like very chicken <laughs> skin type of thing. I have little little bumps. You know what I mean? I have chicken skin. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like I have that too. Yeah, yeah. On my arms. Absolutely. Yeah. So this yeah. gets rid of all of that, and it deals oh. with it, and you don't really need to wash yourself again. Maybe a little bit of smelliness, like in the in uh, your in the in the gooch and the and the toots like up here you know and uh-huh. um that's about it the, the the bum i sometimes i give it like a little wipe through but like it's the time the fact that i'm not on my phone you're just taking care of your body and you're also like something about the rubbing of like the absolutions onto your mm-hmm. body and like mm-hmm. some i'll give myself a gua sha sort of thing here like opening mm-hmm. up all your like sort of your um, chest area, chest area, and like getting rid okay. of like li- going to the lymph, the toxins, toxins. Mm-hmm. It's very. Um, it, this like, sounds like there's a lot of steps involved. Are there? Is there like an instruction to, manual somewhere? I will. Um, yes, I can okay. give you the tic tac that I'm kind of following. I, I I plus or minus depending on mood, uh, supply, and time. So, okay, but if you search on TikTok, two hour shower, shower, yes, oh, everything shower, everything it'll come shower. out. Yes, uh, okay. there's a whole. Okay. It's a whole different hundred. You talking about water talk? There's a whole talk about this. Okay, and and you can do it with your hair, but I, it's just something about the time, the care, and like honestly, there. Think about how often you touch your entire body when you aren't like doing something sexual. It's very rare. 
Even right? then, I'm not touching my entire uh, body. Not my entire body, right. <laughs> no. So it's like, it feels, that's what I mean. It's like, just sort of, you're checking in with your body. Like, think about how often you touch any, I like, what I, something I've actually thought is, like, if there was ever a tumor or a bump on my body, I would find it because of this. Because you mm. get used to and you're touching your body and it's like, it is a way of like touching grass. Like, this is what my body actually looks like. It's not just what I look like on camera. It's not like just what this, this is my body with all, and you do it without judgment. It's like going to the chimchabang, right? Like, I truly have like an, uh, the body of like kind of like an ajima, just like the droopiness of it. Mm. And it's like good to go to a chimchabang because there are harmonies there that are even droopier than me. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I'm, just, I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, a, you know, if you were to look at the evolution of man where it's like the mm-hmm. there's like Cro-Magnon and they go up. I'm like the opposite end. You know what I mean? Like I'm drooping <laughs> down. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the way you're that down you're down my chimp. Exactly. So it is just one of those things where you're reconnecting with your body. It is like you it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Like I said, I usually use like Amazon tubs. I'll just like look up the thing and I'll just get the cheapest twelve dollar thing that is in the biggest uh, tub. And okay. it is really the um, the time you spend and the kind of like touching your body and. Yeah, it's like kind of the thing you're talking about with the driving, like making that time where you are not looking at phone, you are not ingesting content. Like, because I don't listen to podcasts when I'm doing this. I'm I typically try to listen to music and like not aggressive music, but like classical, kind of like pleasant music. So yeah, like Celtic chanting by any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this I would highly right, recommend. So everything showers. Yes, everything showers. All right, bitch. Get into it. All right, folks. That's our show for the week. Thanks so much for listening. Check out the Patreons. Leave us a review. That helps a lot. And um, check back in with us next week. If you have a bitch get into it or a trauma llama ding dong you want to share with us, um, yeah. send it our way. Email us. Email us at twokimscomedy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye. Bye.